You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kipolevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. If it's Erev Shabbos Kodesh, this must be Rizcho Daraisa. I'm Avram Kivalevich, in case you didn't hear the intro that we had. And I am staring at the intense visage of Rabbi Yosef Gavriel Bechofel. And Rabbi Yosef, um, people have told us that you guys started off with Rasikos. There hasn't been much Rasikos lately. I have a feeling today that um, the old Rasikos is going to rear its head. Um, you, you want to talk, based on our little conversations before we started recording, you want to talk about, I didn't even know it had Rosh Tavis, CRT, critical race theory, um, which there's been a big blowback against, as you know. Um, in various school districts um, from Virginia, I think all, all the way across to Arizona, have been pushing back against the pushing of critical race theory. And um, it's become a great talking point and a great dividing line between, I guess, right and left or between red states and blue states. Um, and I guess critical race theory and it's what it's about. Um, oh, I see you're sending me some, some things here. Yes, uh, we're sharing, you're sharing screen with me that it's also started to enter, even, of course, into uh, disagreements in the Jewish sector, and probably in the most important blog site, web blog, uh, there is in the um, the RYG, what do you call your site? No, 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 it's in the Facebook group. It's where? In Facebook group. In the Facebook, also one of the most important things. But as you see, uh, for sure, screen your uh, one of perhaps your uh, your competitors, your competition in the field of Jewish history, uh, Professor Henry Abramson, who's as we know a from professor of history, has an article published in the J by the JTA about how banning critical race theory got the teaching of Jewish history, and that in fact Jewish history is based to a large extent on critical race theory is just we're not talking about race we're talking about other things of equal import and significance in a similar vein when we talk about anti-semitism and those who have persecuted us behold door of a door uh-huh. i see okay so uh, we might be jumping ahead here but i think what you're trying to do is saying that this brouhaha over critical race theory and the fact that i would assume many of our co-religionists and Yeshiva Shechever or Haredi Shechever or people that are, are, are more conservative leaning in terms of their political uh, proclivities today uh, see critical race theory as a terrible uh, cudgel that the woke culture is pushing on us, correct? Um, they are seeing well, that, 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 You know, you're giving people a lot of credit. Most people are Amaratsim Gulim and they don't know what they're talking about. They just know that CRT is a code word which is used by uh, Sean Hannity and Tucker Carlson and the Daily Taylor uh, Fox, and they assume, oh, it must be a very bad thing. You know, look, I, I'm not saying that Tucker Carlson and Sean Hannity deserve to be studied like Rebel Yoshev or Chaim Kanievsky, but don't tell me. No, that, don't, don't, don't tell me that. Don't tell me that the Chevra at CNBC 
or at uh, CNN or wherever it is are somehow great big mevidim and, and somehow deserve to be considered all serious thinkers. No, no not they're it. all entertainers. And there's nobody should be, any of these shows should be considered a serious thinker, period. <laughs> okay. The only entertainers are also serious thinkers in the entire world. Yeah, well, look, Rizka Daraisa is basically, you know, again, it's a quite an, most, some people find it entertaining. I know that uh, generally we find it entertaining, but come on, you're right. These people, these, these, these uh, uh, opinion spouters, it's all, you know, perhaps they are tapping into something, but okay. Yeah. All right. Let's, let's talk about what these heifers say. Yes. They are all, uh, they are all waving this flag because but let's face it, Rabbi Yosef, the idea that it's not just uh, some in, in some scholarly magazine, CRT, as you refer to it, is has taken root to the point that in many uh, official government position jobs or state position jobs or teachers, uh, or, and, and even in some private uh, industries, um, employees are being forced uh, to go through uh, racial sensitivity training and are being taught a version of American history uh, that is in line with the 16, what is it called? The 1619 project. Yeah, but that's critical race theory. That's a, it, it's just a, 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 a sophistry to link the two. They're not related at all. They're not related? No. No, not at all. Uh, critical, okay, so why don't you be, why don't is a Marxist theory in the sense, the way I understand it that just like Marxism said, we're not going to take a look at the great men of history and the great battles of history and the uh, great issues of history and say, you know what? This is how history developed over time. These less women. We're going to look at how economies and societies were affected by famines and by, uh, by, uh, by uh, plenty and by hardships of climate and by oppression of the government and so on and so forth and how that generated history over the course of time. And Marxist history is very much based on statistics, statistics of, of wealth, of income, of production, and so on and so forth. And uh, it's not necessarily related to Marxism itself. You can be a Marxist historian and not be a, a Marxist uh, a of, uh, of Engels and Marx. Look, no one denies that. Okay, I'm not going to finish with it. So uh, race, critical race theory, it's a similar type of theory, but it substitutes race for e- economy. So instead of instead of as Marx talked about that the history of nations can be traced to class struggle over um, goods and services and how they are meted out, um, we're at, here we're saying is that it is the tension between races and the idea of domination of races or hatred of races that has shaped the flow of history. Correct. Right. Very good. Very succinct. And in this way, let me continue the thought further. In this way, it's very similar to a certain circles within Yahadus, who say that all, of you, only unis, all of human history is shaped by the, uh, the, the, their interpretation of Allah which they say that means that, that all non-Jews have imprinted into them, not just like Shamir said, the Polish with their mother's milk, but all, all non-Jews have embedded genetically in them uh, hatred and detestation for the Jews. And that, in fact, as I've several times asked uh, people uh, who uh, take this position, 
Yes, that's not just the, the, the mass killers, but even the sweet little lady behind the counter and the cleaners or the nice lady who comes to clean your house, they too hate Jews and are mis- would just uh, relish the opportunity of uh, shedding their blood and persecuting them. Okay, look, I don't think that that is um, as uh, powerful as a sentiment or a halachic or directive or a hashkafa directive as it had been at one time. Um, I what? Think, what don't you think? I don't, be, again, whatever it is, halacha, ace of son Don't make yourself, halacha, be a ace of son That's what it says. Halacha, be a dua, is that the yes. one? Okay, I didn't look it up. But I don't think it's, I don't think it plays such a great role uh, as you're saying. It uh-huh. had been. Really? And, yeah, yeah. I don't think does. I don't think today it's playing a, a great role. You are quite mistaken. I've I've dealt with I, when I was used to be teaching at uh, Excelsior College, so uh, the, the, they send the, the students from Beis Yaakovs to Yeshivas to Chassidish Meisters. They all all the, the go for ninety percent of the time. The go to explanation for anti semitism was Asim Sandy Yaakov. Okay, which means that we're not even going to think about ways that. We can change the situation. We just have to accept that they hate us. They're always going to hate us. And the hatred is really rooted in some mystical aspect that God wants them to hate us, right? Right. Okay. Now, I'm not denying that there, that is, plays, this is an idea. But do you really think that it's, it, it, that's what's going on? Is that what's happening? You think the, 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 the people in the Aguda who are working uh, in order to somehow help themselves uh, and, and get laws passed uh, in Albany and in, in, in Illinois, wherever that is, you think that the the people who are on the streets there uh, in, well, in, in in Illinois they were states of crime, so yeah, for sure, there's no question. Right? So you think that even though they're rubbing shoulders, these people, they say, really, these non-Jews, they hate us. They'll always hate Probably us. Not all of them, but many of them. Yes, of course. Okay, and. And this is something that you believe has been transmitted and continues to be extremely strong and vibrant in our community. Our great friend and mentor, Avigdor Miller, his <laughs> volume are gepacked with okay. this idea. So I think what you're trying to say is the resurgence of Avigdor Miller, the afterlife of Avigdor Miller, taps into how strong this attitude is. So therefore, Bechoffer wants Idiotic. to... Yeah. Okay. So basically, I'm your I'm your Nathan of Gaza, Shabbatzli. So basically, <laughs> what, basically, what you Especially want... this is right. I think Nathan Gaza is worse than Shabbatzli. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but he made him. He, he gave him some intellectual girth. Okay. So yeah, the other girth you can keep. But the point though is that um, you want to say that even though you know we we rail against critical race theory being uh, stuffed down our throats in the form of the 1619 project and other things or an outgrowth of it, we are walking around also in our heads with something very similar to that idea, that the theory of the way societies work, it's based on this, this, this conflict and this hatred and, and therefore we should recognize, we should, therefore we should- Everything, uh, every ma'ayra, every episode in history or Shoykel and Deirish, based on the assumption that Asaf Sanyak. Yeah, okay. So let, let me first just respond a little bit. You know, again, I agree with you 
that it is a very prevalent idea. I don't, I still don't know how much of a role it plays outside of academia, outside of the cloistered classrooms. I think once the kids, you think once they get in the street, they still, even though they work, because I work in a workplace, not anymore, because we're shut down somewhat, but for a number of years in IDT, I, I viewed and saw a tremendous amount of, uh, of, of congeniality working together of Orthodox Jews and non-Jews working on so many different projects in breakout rooms and in uh, rooms where they were working on ideas and points together, um, and, and standing by the coffee tables together uh, in, in special events, getting the barbecue chicken yep. together. So you think that was all some sort of... Well, as I've been told, I've been told by many people in those situations that that is one of the first crises of faith they suffer vis-a-vis their upbringing in the yeshiva world. Because they were taught, or the Hasidic world, they were taught, all goyim hate us, all goyim are behemoths, and all of a sudden they get out into the world and they say, wait a minute, this guy doesn't hate me. That's right. So, not I, a so th- that's right. And I, and I think the ones that have... Uh, 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 I, I wouldn't know how much to call it, a minuscule amount of seichel or even much, or hopefully much more, will realize that these are, these are, this was not, this is not the be all end all. And they're discovering the, the beauty of interconnectivity and understanding. Yeah, but that's, a, that's, unfortunately, I become the small and small minority as time goes by. Okay. Well, look, you know, I, I, I think that places like where you live and in the other great Mecca of, of Judaism down the Garden State Parkway in Lakewood, you're correct because people move there and they're creating the Jewish uh, fortresses and, and and basically the non-Jews are the ones that that are complaining to them to the city council, the ones that aren't allowing them to build the Arabs, and therefore you definitely have this this attitude. But if you listen to some of the things on our uh, on our platform when we talk about life in Florida and other communities where Jews and non-Jews are uh, proliferating together, I think what you're going to see is that's not the case. And in many of the out-of-town communities, I don't think you see that. You go to Detroit often. Do you feel the same thing when you go to Detroit? Oh, as you feel? Sure. And, the, and, the, and the, Detroit has a very sheltered community as well. Uh-huh. So, you know, I, I know that they have a nice suburb in Southfield and the other places, but you're yeah. saying that you're saying that the attitude is you can't trust the guy as far as you can throw him, and therefore that's the way we're going to live. You don't think that that is being burst? That idea is being burst by by by, by the the effectiveness of, of of Jewish political life and campaigning, and, wow. and like I told you, like, like like I see on a I used to see on a daily on a daily basis. Um, I, I don't deny that this is something that's dangerous. I think just for our listeners' sake, if they haven't yet... By the way, there's a, there's a worse margarine than a goy. We're going to get to that in a second. I know what, you, what is that? What you want to get to, right? No. A Democrat. Right <laughs> here. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, you know what? We we'll go back to your <laughs> to your political uh, passions about loving Biden and everything he said. I don't love Biden. I don't love anybody. You said on this. You you sat in that chair and said how important it is to support this man. Yeah, not because I love him. 
how it's going to be good for us and we're going to get a whole bunch of benefits and we're going to yeah, get a bunch yeah, of free I, looks, I don't know if we're going to actually. In the end, it does, seems to be disappointing. Not we would have gotten it for Trump, but we tried. Maybe we reversed our yesterday. Yeah, some of the benefits that he in, that, that he injected and threw out is, is going to cause all your prices to rise. Yeah, and I know work. The inflation is going to go up through the roof. Right, it was worth a shot. Right, although you were so happy that there was going to be free something or other, I don't know what you were so happy about. Um, but let's talk about. Let me just tell you one thing here. The Nitziv explains, as you know, that the reason why this hatred is generated is to make sure that we don't fall in love with them. But it isn't because the hatred is inherently uh, an aspect of humanity. He says the hatred is a good thing that we don't become assimilated. But um, well, let me just finish the point. The more that the Nitziv argues, the more that we have our pride in our real identity, the le- then the hatred goes down. The hatred is elevated when they see people that are trying to mimic them, when they see people that are trying to become them. But if we stand just like at IDT, where the workers come in in their, in their yarmulkes and, 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 and with their frumkite and they won't shake hands and there's an understanding to, to respect everybody's sensitivity that the women will dress in a modicum of tzniyas and it's closed on Shabbos and all those things that I'm talking about, the hatred, according to Nitziv, goes down. <clears throat> and therefore we can, the claw of Ace of Son of Yaakov is when there's a sense of being in competition or trying to take over the other one or being involved in the other one's life or trying to be them. I think once we if we're proud in our identity, I, I think the, the the zeitgeist and the spirit of today can lend itself to working together. And for the, we won't have Ace of Saint Yaakov in that way. And I think that's, that's much actually, more. That maybe in the perspective, that's not a common perspective nowadays. Common perspective is that there's nothing to do. Cornish Telford. Well, I know that you. They're going black, they're going. So, <clears throat> okay, let, let me even grant you that. Does that mean two rights? I mean, two wrongs have to make a right? Let's let's assume that this has been, and I'll, I'll use the term, although again, you might think I'm PG-13ing here, but I'm going to say that it's it's a bastardization of the idea, the way it's being used, or at least a grotesque version of it to the point that, you know, you can't look at a guy without spitting and hating him, uh, which might have been, right, been an attitude, but it's clearly today is is a terrible thing that, that should go on. But does that mean that we as the white, mostly white Jews should also accept the fact that we have been part, although our ancestors were being beaten and, and thrown into uh, terrible uh, you know, uh, camps and, 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 and driven out of cities? It's not critical race theory. It's not, two separate things. Race theory says that race is a ma- major factor and not the major factor now history developed. The no, but, who's no, the but, one but, but one guilty or not feel guilty? Two separate things. Okay, so are, will you go on record here to say that that is an ugly, disgusting, terrible thing to be pushing on people? That no, wow. here we are, we are descendants of of people that were that were beaten, slaughtered, lucky to get out of the 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 gas chambers yeah. to escape them and now to come to the United States mm-hmm. and to be expected to accept that mm-hmm. we are denizens 
of a imperialistic um, uh, dictator culture that we are in our uh, just. That's not do with CRT. I, I, but has nothing that, to do with CRT. Not do with CRT. But I'll tell you what: if you're willing to be Michael, the Spanish from 1492 and the Germans from 1942, and say you you Spaniards and you Germans, you don't have to feel bad. That well, those are other people. You're you, and there's no collective guilt. And Germany paying reparations was just silly. And well, not going back to Spain is just silly. And not buying German products is not rich okay. Let's all be peace and lovey dovey. Okay. One second. Okay. First of all, my even though <laughs> my family is was completely destroyed by the Germans. I am. I don't have anything against the Germans. All right. You know, you're a minority. Okay. Okay. But look, again, I I know the German, the Germans of today, I'm saying I have nothing against the Germans of today. All right. That's one thing. The second thing is that we are not descendants of the slave owners. Okay. We aren't the descendants of the slave owners. I'm sure if we go on ancestry.com, I don't think you're going to find that my family was involved in the slave trade or had anything to do with it. The pigmentation that I have, the light pigmentation that I, I have. Sure, I don't think anybody said telling to you as an individual that you have to feel specific. Why am I, why am I connected to people of my because Because, because uh, Jews, in order to get ahead, identified more over time with the, with the wasps than with the blacks. It's reality. I, I don't know that to be true. I think I that, that think I, I think that Jews needed to get ahead and they needed to uh, interact in order where the money was in order to, okay, so to work in society. But we aren't. I tell you, not tell you it was a from Jew for the moment, but the overwhelming majority of Jews are assimilated and part of the general society because because of the pigmentation of our skin, we can therefore yeah, we pass. We, we can pass. Yeah. and we okay. like passing. And, and, and therefore, we are also, in a sense, guilty or have to share the guilt. Well, if it's a collective guilt and you join the collective, then that's what happens. Okay, so therefore, you admit that Orthodox Jews, who aren't really embracing and trying to, to run with the pack, aren't really part of that, should not be part of that collective guilt at all. Right? Small, yes. Okay, now what? We're okay. a small sliver. Yes. What? We're a small sliver of society. We have our own problems, but not that problem. Okay, now, but you would say that Jews who aspired uh, to to be part of the Gentile culture or to to be players in the Gentile culture, whether it's the entertainment field or it's in the medical field or in the legal field, where Jews have excelled. So, because they have, in a way, uh, benefited from that culture, although they were also hated and dismissed and not allowed to go into their clubs and 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 people were uh you know putting them down and right. they had to make their own right. clubs and their own guilds right. etc right. but since generally they they rode the wave of the dominant culture they also need to pay the price and do penance and and try to well, it's not individual penance it's collective penance yes and, and, and how does that happen i can't believe you know, what? i can't, I can't this believe is beautifully this is the logic Beautifully. And now you're saying, how did that happen? You yeah. What are you doing? What I'm doing is, in sh- I am in shock. Because... You're trying, you're trying to salvage your sinking ship. Go ahead. No, there's the, the sinking ship. You are on you are on this 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 meteor that is that is that is careening out of reality. The meteor who sunk your ship. 
you know what you are this and this is the meteor that that the culture loves the culture that loves to flagellate themselves and and blame themselves and uh, what is it flagellation what's that do i don't know what flagellation is the reality is if you're part of a collective and there's a collective society right so that's what happened when when Ochan sinned other jews died what, what, why were they shouldered okay now you're now, bringing what it what happens okay so therefore uh the same way there needs to be a reckoning a reckoning a racial reckoning we jews no, also not gonna help. from the crt perspective the reckoning is not going to help because this has been embedded in the human condition uh, so and, and the human condition is to see someone of another pigment as as another yeah, I would say that that's very. Why is that? Why can't we throw that totally in the garbage? I've talked a lot about the, I, 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 the moment you stop hearing Jews talk about Schwarzes, then maybe you can throw it in the garbage. You know what? I have been. I, Don't I, talk I, about you. You're inside the East Side. You want the Lamed Vav, and you're not known because you've wanted the Lamed Vav. But I'm talking about the Hamoynam. Who use these terms of derogation on a regular basis? And you know what? We we hope that people listening to Rizka and other sort of programs and Rabbeim and teachers and Madrikim, we're going to get rid of that. We're going to get rid of the idea of, of, of dismissing blacks and calling them Schwarzes and whatever it is. We're going to we're going to eliminate that, right? Because that it's ugly and disgusting and terrible. Yeah. However, however, but I think at the same time, and even in stronger terms. We need to say that we can aspire where it mamish doesn't make a, a key who's ever difference, right? We can, but it's like it's it's you have to first get to the level where you recognize that the differences exist before you break them down. Why one second? But but what what's happening today is complete entrenchment in those differences to the point that if you even try to 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 deny and think of a world beyond. I always, again, I was trying to tell you before, whether it's Martin Luther King's vision or Gene Roddenberry's vision, but they, they had a vision of a world where it, Mamish did not make an iota of a difference. It did not count at all. Kirk, Kirk and Uhura kissed on Star Trek. There was no sense at all that she was from some sort of inferior race. The, the, it, Sulu, Kirk, it was all, all biyachad. It didn't make any nafkamina whatsoever. And it wasn't even a point to even mention. Imamish didn't even register. It was a blip. The more we talk about it, I'm not the first one to say it, the more we keep on stressing this, and the more people like you, shame on you, really, for doing this, the more you, someone like you, that people respect for some reason, and, and, and are waving this flag, the more people say, you see, Rabbi Beckhoffer is a, is, is a believer in critical race theory, and let's, and therefore it's good, and therefore we need to keep on pushing this it's very little enough community on how you teach in most schools, certainly not in elementary schools or high schools. It's a, it's a theory which is interesting for an academic perspective in the Ivory Tower. Don't, don't you know, again, look, you know, maybe I, I didn't do my homework about what critical race theory is and the 1609 Project, but we definitely know that in some of the top schools in Manhattan, the, the kids are being taught uh, that they are part of a privileged... That's different. That's part of this whole politically correct and everything. Uh, and don't, don't you don't you realize that it's... I think it's CRT per se. But don't you realize that it's feeding off 
the intellectual legitimacy. Only from the perspective of Tucker Carlson. No, it's not true. People, yeah. it's, you know, I don't even know what, I don't even, I don't, listen, you think I- I don't know Tucker Carlson is either, but I just know he's a shame dover. Well, you sound very great, throwing his name around. You sound so glib and, and, and aware. Thank you. Okay, but the point is, right. some of the top schools in Manhattan uh, are, are pushing this on their children, and it's 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 expected. And if somebody even tries, look, <laughs> tries to the first thing your your man did, your great Nussie did, was rescind the Trump's order that to stop teaching uh, about the sixteen oh nine project in schools, and he had no. The, the first day he became president, he says, "I'm, I'm, I'm I, I am, I'm Xing out the, 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 the whatever it was, the 1776 uh, incentive, right? Um, don't you bemoan the lack of patriotism in this country, the hatred that that that, uh, that people have for the institutions, the idea that you have to uh, apologize, that you're waving an American flag, and that you have to sort of, uh, right?" I'm not sure why all this is concerning me. We're, we're not, I haven't seen much, much patriotism in, in yeshivas that I've been in all these years that it concerns me how patriotic or not patriotic people are. Because he said the patriotism day is a backlash. You keep the, on jumping into that have, same, you to, keep on jumping into that same ugly burrow that both of us have, are crying out against. The, the raison d'etre of this program is to try to rectify some of the some of the things that have been going right. wrong. So after we rectify all the dysfunctionality which exists in respect to our relationship towards our, our attitude towards Goyim, attitude towards blacks, and attitudes towards uh, Arabs and Muslims, you know, all these people who many, some of them are very good people, but we dismiss them out of hand, then I can work on your Martin Luther King vision. Well, I don't think the way to do it is to promote and even find parallels from the Torah for Chazal to CRT. I don't think you are... Why? Because it's too, because it hurts you too much? Don't, do you agree or not that CRT spawned and is now being used as the cudgel to, to, to defend what this, this whatever what? inter, intersectionality, no. racial... No, it's everything, the first of everybody's using CRT as a boogeyman. It's just not. It's not uh, the fact that people using CRT as a boogeyman saying, uh, you know, the, the extreme uh, right wing senators are saying, "Oh, they CRT, CRT." They found a great political tool. It's all politics. Yeah, which which means that maybe you should just stay away from it, right? I I, I don't advocate CRT. I just say that the whole notion is just one of uh, a propaganda, which it certainly is. Okay, look, let let's move on. I mean, I think that you. Uh, I'm sorry that you're losing this one. Losing it? I don't even know what your argument is. Your argument is that your argument is is that. I mean, it's legitimate to look whether you agree or disagree. It's legitimate to look at history as a history of struggle between races. Certainly, we know that throughout history, the Africans have been struggling with the Europeans and the Chinese with the Japanese and the the, the dust with the Yanks. This is happen. This is reality. Do you say that it's, it's a, a greater factor than the great men theory or a lesser factor than the great theory? Okay, I was saying, but don't say that it doesn't make sense. What I'm saying is, is that if we, if we submit to an idea that we are uh, sla- slaves 
to a theory that that has a greater reality than our our desires, our aspirations, uh, our nobility, because ultimately we cannot crack this idea that you look like this, and it's because you look like this, I am going to make a treaty with you, but the person who doesn't look like me, I'm going to wage war and try to conquer and destroy his country, right? That's basically what you're saying, right? Correct? That's history's been about here, most of history. Yeah, okay, so the more that this idea is extolled, and used to explain what the world is, the more the the these chevra who are running the cancel culture and woke society are going to use it to continue to 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 uh, demonize and 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 make people feel uh, depressed and angry and and and, can, and disconnect from each other. So whether you CRT is correct or not, whether it's more correct than Marx or less correct than Marx, I think giving it legitimacy and comparison to my Mare Chazal or attitudes that we find in Svarim is, 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 is a big mistake. And I think that it's, it's, it's adding fuel. Well, I want to say is that when you find this analog, critical race theory among, among Yidin, it's, it's not the same as finding the critical race theory among minorities. So it's our minority is different than their minority. Because our minority has a basis for critical race theory. And they don't have a basis for critical race theory. Is that what you're saying? Okay. No. And you know I'm not saying that. Our, exactly. our, our, our minority needs to be uh, uh, removed. They need to remove themselves from uh, those type of uh, ideas. We need to... We need but to, they don't. Okay. You're right. They don't. Right. But Okay, so, so can you blame you... them? If we, I'm an Ivkar, can't separate ourselves from these ideas, you're asking other people to separate themselves. Okay. However, our Amanivkar is not about pigmentation. Okay, so let's let's get into no, this. No, it's not pigmentation. Well, I have a different question. Boy versus Yid. Okay. So before with... I'm a conservative, you know, this guy they they're, they're good against uh, this guy in Kariv, uh, whoever his name is, in the uh, in the uh in the uh, Knesset. Of course, we don't believe reform conservative Judaism or Judaism, but the things they said about him, the things they say about the friar, about the chilonim. Okay, so hang on. That's not critical race theory? Okay, so. Haskola versus Yiddish versus Frumkai? Uh, uh, okay, one second. You're conflating. Racial, if, if there is such a thing that there are different races, then it has to do with a genetic look, right? A race. That's just one way of looking at it. The same principle applies. The, the, you know the Satmar are still fighting the neologin, right? The neologin are long dead, but they're still fighting the neologin. Now, Guna is still fighting the... Well, Guna is not fighting anybody anymore. But, uh, uh, yeah, the Guna the, the, the is still fighting Habad the... Chabad is still neologin. fighting the Misnagdim. Right. right. Everybody has their critical race theory in their own way. Except for Beck Harvard. People have to transcend these things. Okay. So, okay, so I'm willing to talk about this other thing. The question is, all right, is there any way that we can shake people loose from all the um, inherited uh, conflicts that people grow up in, right? That's, that's the question. Now, but you agree with me that countries, for example, there might be two countries that they're always fighting with each other, maybe in Croatia and, 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 and Serbia, who probably are this, of the same race, right? Yeah. They're, prob- they're probably the same race, but they've still been fighting each other, right? And, and killing each other for, for a thousand years. So it has nothing to do with race theory. 
Okay. Critical race theory just takes race as the factor. I was yesterday, I was in a, a, talking to people from B'nai Yoyal about what differentiates them from the other Satwa, right? They couldn't articulate a difference. Okay, so all right. you happen to pick the most, the most extreme uh, case, and I happen to know the B'nai Yoyal too, as you know. Uh, I, think we, I think we went to see them together, if you remember. Yes. So, so uh, yes, I know about the B'nai Yoyal. I actually, I find, I, I find them very big balichet, despite this incredible... Yeah, but they can't define the difference themselves and the underlet. That's right. They have an incredible blind spot, like many people. But other than that blind spot, which is sort of perplexing, 90... Let's come up with critical Satmar theory, CST. Lubavitch can have CMT, critical machinist theory. Look, you know, I, I, one of the things that, you, that, that, that I think you could lead this to is the Torah itself, okay? One Maimar Chazal is really well must speak. The question is, what about, especially as these parshios that we're going to be hearing in, 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 in the Torah and coming up in Sefer Tvar, where we talk about the mass extermination of peoples, right? And we talk about the illegitimacy of allowing certain peoples mm-hmm. into Klal Yisrael. Whether it's Amoy Nemoyev, whether it's Mitzrim for three Deiris, whether it's the complete destruction of Amalek, where it's the Shiva Umais, that if they don't make Shalom according to the Rambam, they need to be completely killed. Right. And even if they do make Shalom according to the Rambam, they have to live with Abdus and Mas. They have to live with Abdus and Mas. So all of that, I think, deserves to be discussed and deserves a, a forum about what do we do with this today? What do we do? Hirsch struggled with it. Uh, and we, we had a whole... We had a whole uh, uh, Discussion about this, all Risma the Rice about this. Um, what do you propose? You know, you're a Saratera. What do you, I'll tell you what I think about it. What do you think should be done about all that whole part of the Torah that seems to be, uh, I don't know, I wouldn't call it genocidal, but you could say very anti uh, a, a, a people from a certain place and from the people and, and who, who are genetically related to each other, even though it comes from many generations. What do you have to say about that? There, there, there are two things. First of all, there's a, the final analysis, as you alluded to before, once the Kibshemitz Benenach, the attitude changes. Uh, if it's, even if it may seem oppressive, but we don't kill people who Kibshemitz Benenach ever, under any circumstances. So um, that's A. And B, I believe, and I'm sure you'll agree with me about this, that the no, the idea which has become embedded in halacha, that's is that Kodesh Baruch Hu saying to the world, for whatever reason, I need this policy to be in effect. Till now, I need it to be in effect. It's no longer in effect. So, in other words, the practicality, which means the impossibility of applying it practically, um, Despite the Rambam's writing that if we discover it, I'm a lake, we got to kill him. Or if we discover someone from. I'm not going to the Rambam, you kill an Amaleki. No, you do not. Okay, well, you have to assume that he didn't make Sholem. Okay. The, uh, the Rambam says we still have a mitzvah to go out and kill them, right? That's what he says. That was one of our shows a couple of years ago. I'll call upon him. It's in there. So basically what you're saying is I want you to um, uh, forget about 
what's there because we're not doing it. And even though it's in the halachic sources, but since it practically is, is never going to really rear its head, we should therefore adopt something different. It became like Ben Soramora, Rosh Chukados Har. is a toilet in learning all these things, but it's not the toilet of practical application. Yes. However, if the idea is that all their descendants yarshin these midos rois, right, which is when you learn about it, let's say you learn the Sefer Achino for the time of Mitzvah, and you learn that these midos that Amon and Moyev um, indicated by their how they treated our ancestors who were traveling in the Midbar and came out with them and threatened them. And, or, or we, I'm sorry, it was, uh, it was, uh, it was um, Edom who threatened them. But um, doesn't... Yeah, you're right. You could, uh, somebody wants to impute the notions of critical race theory to Yadus, they could. And, 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 and or at we least trying, we have to try and figure or, out, or if not critical race theory, but at least see that there is that certain uh, traits are unique to people from a certain place, and you can't shake them even through uh, many, many generations, right? And, and those traits, so even though you're saying, let's just not you know, there you're wimping out a little bit here. So even though you're not going to sort of say, look, it's not a gay anyway, we don't know who anybody is, so we're going to be macabre gayrim. So what about people will still point to the fact that your Torah is a, 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 a prejudicial, bigoted document. It has this in it. What are we supposed to say? There's not, in a way which is necessarily going to be satisfied people? There's not much we can't say. But what we can say is that Amiso has very rarely, if ever, acted on these things after the Dora Midbar, certainly not in the last several thousand years. And the overall, obviously, Koshboko, the way he designed history was that these things, again, are for the most for Amiso almost always Joshua Kabbalah, not Lamaisa. And so it tells us many things, which most learn lessons, which then turn out not to have application. Even even Shiva Shiva uh, Shiva Amin. we know from the beginning of Shoftim that Amisro can destroy even the majority of them, let alone the entire nation. So, well, you can I, say, I would, well, I would say no. The Torah like any other aspect of Torah Shmixab. It was giving us a lesson to learn, uh, 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 something which, for some reason, imparts us a strong lesson about how to fight evil, how to fight negativity. When it came to mindset, uh, like Rav Elliot Kaplan says, we read Parshas Amalek on Shabbos. It's not a coincidence. Because because we're telling you, we don't want you to go out and kill Amalek. Listen and learn. Killing, that's something else. Well, I, what I would say, and maybe it's, it goes hand in hand with you today on this point, is that if we think about this idea, which in some levels you think, well, is that, you know, I, why, don't, why don't you go back to the way Amon and Moyov were, were the product of incest, right? We don't do that. We don't say that they were the product of this ugly incestuous thing. Um, even when it comes to, um, um, you know, the, uh, you know, right? So one could say is that it's a lesson for us about 
how to be machnas areach, how to deal with others. Um, when we when we contemplate what that means, uh, you would when people are passing through uh, uh, marathon runners who are running through our neighborhood, we should be out there with the with the bottles of water, giving it to them, realizing that. So uh, it, it's 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 a powerful uh, uh, description. Never take them in. They should never be uh, even after ten generations. But I think it, it, it qualifies as a way to encourage greater in, a greater sense of feeling for the person who's the ger and the nochri. So I, I think it does do that job. Um, again, in terms of, uh, you know, Amolek, it's a little bit harder uh, to take some sort of, you know, midas lesson out of Amolek. Um, Still, the idea of not taking advantage of someone uh, when they're in a weakened state. So I think there is something there that can be gained without necessarily saying we don't do it anymore. There's something about the things that God is emphasizing are still things that we can work on uh, for ourselves. Um, so I think there is something there for us. It's not like you say, we're not going to necessarily make Muhammad. But it is going to be hard to justify, uh, and 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 you're right. If if need be, bivikuach. If that ever happens, I guess we'd have a right to say, like the like, like the Ramban said to Pablo Christiani, <laughs> we're not mechuyah for every medrash, right? right? You know the medrashim really aren't tight for us. Right. So I know the way you finish shas, you know, so frequently you don't really hold with the dafyomi. Whereas we just finished uh, Yoima, uh, and two days ago, the Gemara actually said, that with their their actions have impact for all time. Why? Canaan was the the son of Chum. Um, could have what could have happened? They would have produced. Tremendous amount of of Talmud Chachamim who would have been part of Klal Yisrael. They would have found their way to us, and they would have been like Tavi, the Eveder of Gamil. But because of what their dad did, Chayvas Aviim Garmon, they stayed Avodim. And of course, this really um, ties in very much to uh, the segregationists' uh, the love of this these Chazalim about Knan. The Knan was. Uh, was 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 the father of the black slaves and all and Noah already said in the name of God that all the slaves that that will be slaves forever and you know that people in, in in the antebellum south and other places justified on biblical terms the enslavement of uh, of the African Americans in this country based on this attitude so I, I think Rabbi Yosef one could once again take this chazal uh, and, and, and see it for another point, which is we do, our actions do have an effect. Not necessarily that uh, we, necess- we are going to embrace the idea that, the, that, that they need to be avodim and that we should treat the blacks as if they are all Chum's uh, descendants and we have to treat them like avodim. But rather the, the idea that chazal are, are, are telling us that actions that we take 
can have tremendous consequences way down the line of Chavis Avian Garmulan. So I, I think these, we shouldn't be afraid. I think what you're doing, which is saying they're not really Nogeya, we're not doing them anymore. And even though they're in there, they're in the Torah, they're in Chazal, we don't, they don't, don't register, and the Rabbanu Shalom doesn't want us to deal with them. I think we could still find the sil- not just the silver lining, but the ideal that can change our lives and from them without generating any hatred. Well, Rabbi Yosef, uh, we enter into the nine days. And of course, you know what I have to say, a, a time when... Like many humans may eat many sausages. Yes, well, you're right. The minag is, of course, that has been developed, that we do not eat basar. However, if you are going to uh, attend or be part of siyumim, and I'm sure you've been called on in these nine days to make siyumim because you're holding in so many different mesechtas, make sure to offer as an option the sausages, hot dogs, pastrami plates, and so many other incredible products that Abel's and Hyman has for you, which would be, <laughs> it, it, it will definitely make it into a real Sudas Mitzvah because not only are you celebrating the Siyumim for, from the nine days, but you're also being Nene from meat that you know was processed under uh, the Hashkocha of the highest quality, the Tachos HaKashul, the Tachos HaTam. And, of course, even before the, before Sunday, on this Shabbos itself, Shabbos Rosh make sure to take advantage, if you can, my friends, if, if, of the great, great quality meat products that Abel's and Hyman has ready for you at the finest, finest supermarkets around the country. That's it, my friends, here for this week. My CRT buddy, be well. Shabbos Rosh We'll catch you on the next time. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode. 